0: I'm a what's up everybody no my name is sid no and i've teamed up with the big don't homie reg to bring don't y'all don't something don't new shit, something man, we like to call beyond the scoreboard y'all be sure not to review and rate and subscribe let's get to it hits. hey making these flips welcome back to beyond the scoreboard as always i'm sid what's good reg hey how you doing sid I'm making and I'm making it. Had a had a decent holiday outside of the Saints' outcome. Yes, sir. <laughs> but besides that, everything good, man. Nice, nice, man. So we, man, the season flying by, man. So we staring down week thirteen of the NFL season. Say it ain't so. <laughs> but let's go ahead and. Do what we normally do is start by looking back on week 12,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where the Buffalo Bills came into New Orleans and beat up on a team that was already <laughs> beat up, <All>
1: right.
0: <laughs> giving us our fourth straight loss in uh, a 31-6 victory. I already know
1: where you're going to go with this one, but what, what you got from that game, man? Man, you know, this is like one of the the games rarely this year that I called before it happened, and the game really went the way i said it was gonna go uh defense man our defense is good man like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really show how good we are because the offense can't do anything with all the stops that we get okay. so eventually teams put up points but the defense came out uh held buffalo to three uh got back out there i think forced a punt and then buffalo came right back out got a three and now buffalo go up 10 and the wheels fell off pretty much, yeah. but um, I, I definitely like what I saw on the defensive end. This just was another game where not only we couldn't get anything going offensively, we were well out our best offensive player, arguably our best player, uh, Elvin Camaro. Mark Ingram is Michael Thomas out the whole year. This just wasn't the game uh, to have all those guys out when you're playing against a team like Buffalo who uh, at times can put up a lot of points, and their defense can, can play top-notch at times. So uh, this was the first game that I will honestly say Trevor Simeon played bad. Yeah. Uh, forget the numbers, right? Like, let's throw the numbers out the out the door. Uh, he actually played bad. Like, he missed reads. He missed throws. He, he had a couple, couple throws that he missed. Still a couple drops this game, although some was high, some were behind the receiver. If you get two hands on the football, you got to catch it. Uh, But I just think this was another game where we saw um, not having weapons, you know, pretty much caused us the game. Injuries
0: have really taken a toll on our team in a way that I don't recall being the case over the past 10 10 years or so. That's true. Like we've had seasons to where we, like, we had three back to back seven to nine seasons, and none of those seasons could you look at it and be like, oh, that was injury. We've never had injuries like this, and, and it seemed like every time we think that we're going to be able to heal up or we got this person coming back or that person coming back, somebody else gets lost for the season. Um, now, I mean, going into to Thursday's game, we were without Alvin Kamara, we were without, were without Mark Ingram, who you bring him in and, you know, you, you're looking forward to, oh, well, if Alvin Kamara not going to play, we got Mark Ingram, he can go in there and 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 put up productive starting running back numbers, and, you know, you lose him. Um, we lost Adam Troutman uh, that Sunday before. You know, he's he's done for a while. Um, no Ryan Ramchick. You know, you got Armstead back. I, I, did he – didn't Armstead finish the game? or He, he finished the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, man, the injuries – the injuries are just piling up on us. Like, I agree with you. This is the first time you could really look at Trevor Simeon and say that was a bad performance mm-hmm. uh, on his part, even – even though what was going on around him as well was bad, but this was the first time where you could actually look at him and say, yeah, that that was a bad performance. Yeah. Um, it's the second game in a row where yeah. the defense – once again, we have a good defense, but – Great defense. This is this is the second week in a row where they seem to – they seem to be a little lax when it came to, to defending the run. And I know mm-hmm. Philadelphia always gives us trouble uh, on the ground – um, but Buffalo had some success on the ground as well and it was able to open up more of what they wanted to do passing the football but like you say man regardless of how good that defense is if the man if we're not doing nothing on offense with the football zero. it's not gonna matter you like nailed it. it doesn't you matter
1: it. yep zero. Um,
0: and that's and that's what that game was man we had some early stops got the ball back to the offense and they couldn't do nothing with it gave it back to Buffalo and they were able to strike um oh. this this so I mean that's what <laughs> that's what we've been looking at pretty much all season and it seems like like I say every time we get somebody back it seems like somebody else going out. Buffalo was a game where I wasn't I didn't come into this game thinking that we would win it. I, I mean, look this is a loss in my book yeah. going into this game and it played out just about as expected, especially when you're looking at it like you say, you don't
1: have your best player and yeah. you don't even have
0: his backup, you know? Yeah.
1: And you you touched on something. You said uh, normally we get a player back, and we then it seemed like we losing the player. But nowadays it seemed like we get somebody back, and we losing two or three players. Yeah. Uh, and you know Buffalo is just one of those teams that's well rounded. You know they made uh, playoff pushes. Uh, I want no, just last year I think I think just last year, but they made a pretty a pretty good one. They won a division. Uh, Josh Allen is one of the best up and coming uh, quarterbacks. And lead. we know how much trust that organization has in him. And uh, we just fell short, man. And uh, yeah. about the defense, man, you you spoke about them playing a little bit more relaxed. I really do think that Dennis Allen can't ask these guys to play as much man-to-man coverage we have seen in the past couple years. Uh, we know we play more-to-man defense than any team in the NFL, even the New England Patriots, which is their bread and butter. And, you know, a lot of Saints fans have been saying, hey, where's that— Where's that, that bump and press? Why are we not jamming receivers at the line of scrimmage? Why are we not being more aggressive in? If you got an offense that you know can't get you out of jams, then on defense you can't take all those gambles. You can't yes. take all those risks. Yep. you got to play a little bit more zone to keep these guys fresh. you got to play a more traditional bend but don't break type of style of defense because you know what your offense is working with and it's not much. So until we can find a way to find some type of way to put pressure on, on on the opposing team's defense with something, I really do think this is the defense we're going to see for the rest of the year. Plus, I, I'm not even sure at this point
0: how much confidence Dennis Allen still has in Adebo. A um, and then, of course, we're missing Garland Johnson. Marshawn Lattimore seems like he can't keep up on anybody all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they need to throw that cast back on his arm. Um, but for some reason, these past few weeks, it seemed like he can't, he can't keep up with anybody. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. And even with all that, once again, we have a good defense, like, like every week we know that the defense isn't what we're going to go into the game and, and let us down. Yeah. Um, but now we have to try to, once again, this NFC is so tight this year, which, you know, gives us a possibility to still make the playoffs. But and there's a lot of there's a lot of work that needs to go into in, into this team and turning things around in order to even get to to such a place. Yep. Um, the other games that occurred on Thanksgiving, either one of those were were either uh, that impressive. Either when you look at the Bears and the Lions, and and then you got the Raiders and uh and the Cowboys. The Raiders and the Cowboys w- was kind of exciting. Uh, mm. it was it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Raiders, man, man, the Raiders are such an up and down team. You look at them one week and you like, man, they that's the same old Raiders, and then you look at them again and you like, man, Derek Carr and, and Darren Waller and that defense, man, the addition of Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. has uh, been um, beneficial for them so far. Um, so I, I think I was kind of shocked to see the Raiders win in the fashion that they did. Um, I know going into the game, it shocked me because the Cowboys were favored by eight. Mm -hmm. No, ain't no way they cover that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't see the Raiders, you know, really winning that game like that. Um, are there any games from last week in general that really caught your eye or, you know, shocked you in any way?
1: I can't say that completely uh, shocked me. Uh, I watched most of that Tennessee and uh, New England game although it ended horribly. Uh Tennessee made it a game until like the mid third quarter and then New England just ran away with it. But um Miami, who Miami had over the weekend?
0: Um dang, I really don't remember.
1: Miami they they they, played they, beat, the they, played they beat up on, on the on the Panthers. Yeah that game kind of surprised me. I didn't see that one going like that for Carolina. <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, Miami play a lot of zone. I saw Cam being able. I thought this was the perfect matchup for him. A team that's not too bad, not too good. Yeah. Uh, offense that really don't score a whole bunch of points. Uh, never really truly found their run game. We know they're struggling with their O-line. Tua of not have a strong arm. He's playing against all these DBs and fast linebackers. I thought this was right up, you know, Carolina uh, alley. And that game really, really surprised me because they, man, they got rid of Carolina pretty quick. Yeah. Um, But other than that, no, nothing really like jumped out at me. Cam gave that game away early. Like I, once again, he started good. He started good. Like he had a good, decent drive or two. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I want to say he scored easily on the first drive. Yeah. And after that, it was over, man. Like quick, quick,
0: yeah, so that Tampa Bay Coach game was a a really good one. It was one of the two that that really caught my eye Sunday. Um, the coach for some reason got away from running the football, which is their identity. Like that's that's what they do the best. They have one of the best running backs in the league, and he's been running like the best running back in the league for the past couple weeks. And they got away from it and got back to it, but by the time they got back to it, it was a little too late. Um, and Carson Wentz, once again, the, the dude is a, a, a decent quarterback, mm-hmm. and he ended up throwing. I think they said this is the first time he's thrown for more than three hundred yards since I think twenty seventeen or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, the 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 problem with letting him throw the football forty times is two of them going to be intercepted at least mm-hmm. when you messing around with Carson Wentz. And that's what ended up burying them. You got away from the run game, not because it wasn't working. So, I like, I don't know what it is that made you get away from from your run game like that. But you got away from it. You got Carson Wentz throwing the football 44 times. And in the end, that's what, you know, you giving these extra – I think they turned the ball over in total five times. You had five mm-hmm. turnovers. Uh, you only turned over Tampa Bay twice, and that was the difference in the ball game. You lost by a touchdown. Um, but that,
1: that was a really good game for
0: for a good minute. I thought the coach would want to pull it out.
1: I'll tell you this much. To me, the coach should have won that game. I remember watching that yeah. game. So they stopped running the football because Tampa was stuffing it flat out. With only sending four, uh, they front four. Tampa was stuffing it. And um, Via Vea, he he lost a tooth in that yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I remember Sue had a sack as well, but they were stuffing the run. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, in this one drive, Jonathan Taylor rushing yards in one drive, then he did the whole game. Yeah, He just started toting it. And they didn't care how Tampa lined up. Tampa was loading the box. They didn't care. They still was running the football. They played smash-mouth football in the fourth quarter. This was – and I know you said you have an issue with Carson Wentz throwing the ball 40 times. This is a game that if he's going to throw it 40 times, this is the game I want him to throw it 40 times because it wasn't all deep shots downfield. They were just basically throwing swing routes to, to Jonathan Taylor and uh, what's the other running back, fast guy? Hi. Hi. They, yeah, God. they were throwing throwing swing routes to, to those guys. So it's basically just like a running play. They were picking up three to five, just like if you run the ball on first and 10. So I really didn't have an issue with it. It's just it, because of Tampa. You know Tampa's great at stopping the run. See, but um, my
0: problem is that is you can like you you want to look at it and be like, yeah, it's helping with stopping the run. But at at the end of the game, Taylor only had sixteen attempts for eighty three yards. That's five yards a carry All in the sixteen
1: first, attempts. In the I don't know a, if you got I don't know if you got the numbers in front of you. Yeah, I do. but you got what was Jonathan Taylor rushing rushing yards and attempts in the first half of that game. Oh, it, it ain't gonna break. This this that I'm looking at ain't gonna break. If we break go open. back if we, like, we go yeah. back but and check it, 16
0: second. attempts aren't enough. I don't care who you playing for Jonathan Taylor, 16 I, I attempts you, is enough. I, I feel, I feel so, what you're saying. I feel and his longest run was only 15 yards. So it's not like he had no big run that really offset yeah. those numbers, like talking mm-hmm. about. So, I feel you. So there was no reason for in those first three quarters to ever get away from the run that much to where at the end of the game he only got sixteen, yeah, 16
1: attempts. Yeah and you know what's it I, I guess watching the game it was uh-huh. different than than just like talking straight down. I get that that's why I was saying like yeah. when you watching a football game
0: you're gonna look at it and be like man they really stuffing it. But once again when you actually looking at it like I because, say 15 for 83, that's five yards a
1: carry. Because if the coach would have won this game like they should have, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be discussing. We would yep. be saying that was great. They stayed ahead of the chains on Tampa yep. on first down. They didn't do the traditional run, get one or two yards and make it tough situations for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was able to throw the ball 40 times because they kept the defense guessing into the fourth yep. quarter. He even he, – he, I think they scored a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. They put up a touchdown – no, no, no. They put up a field goal, a go-ahead field goal, I think, to actually take the lead from Tampa, yes. and it looked like they were going to win that that game. Tampa needed a field goal to tie, and they put their defense back on the field, which is their moneymaker, their defense, uh, and their defense gave up a, a touchdown with a couple seconds left. Carson Wentz got the ball back with just seconds left or something like that. But I, I, the turnovers, like you said, if he throw the ball 40 times, you can expect two turnovers. Yeah. Caution Wentz has been playing better. And by better, I don't mean numbers-wise. I mean not putting the ball in harm's way. Yep. He has been playing better these last couple of weeks. My problem is he don't have the weapons around him for me to still trust him enough to throw the ball 40 times. Yeah. That's my issue. If T.Y. Hilton was, was healthy, uh, they had a playmaker at the tight end permit, uh, position mixed with you. what you're going to give him, John Taylor? No issue throwing the ball 40 times. But the lack of weapons around him is why I don't want him throwing the ball 40 times. And I believe that his weapons
0: a little more than you do, but still, once again. I, Even without I, T.Y. Hilton? I mean, T.Y. Hilton was out there Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. He banged up, I, though. And, he, and, I, and, it, and once again. It, And I guess once again, that comes down to what you think of T.Y. Hilton at this stage anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is the same T.Y. Hilton that was, you know, out there two seasons ago. I don't think he's going
1: to see T.Y. no
0: more. Um, But when he's
1: been healthy this year, he's produced. Yeah,
0: but I still think Michael Pittman is a better receiver, even if T.Y. Hilton is on the field. Yeah, he's definitely coming along. But yeah, so that was definitely one of the, that the coach should have stole, in my opinion. I think them getting away from the run is is partial to that. But not only did you get away from the run, you relying on Carson Wentz to throw the ball over forty times, and that's gonna put you on the wrong end of the turnover differential most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other game for me was the Green Bay uh, Rams game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that one, that one was that one was really interesting. Hi. It's I don't want to say shocking because I, once again, Green Bay is a good team. Like, from top yeah. to bottom, they are a good team. And then when you have Aaron Rodgers at your quarterback, who everybody is looking at and saying that's a top three quarterback in the league anytime he t- steps on the field, you know, anything can happen. Um, Matt, I think more shocking to me is the fact that the Rams have now dropped, what, three games in a row? Three mm-hmm. games in a row? I think like because if they would have just lost to Green Bay, oh, okay, that's expected. But the fact that they've lost two games coming into this one, and now once again, we talked about we talked about it all season—the NFC West and how tough of, the, of a division that is. But now, not only that, the NFC as a whole seems mm-hmm. to be all pumped in together. Yep. This isn't this isn't uh, uh the time to be dropping games. Uh, in that fashion, especially ones that you shouldn't be losing at all. Yeah. Um, man, Green Bay Green Bay is what we've seen from NFL teams uh, for a very long time. I got a good quarterback. He got a good receiver that he really like. He going to go up and get it. You no know, Man, Dev- Devontae Adams say, I don't care who on me. I don't care how many of them it we is. We're talking yet. about yeah, this. Yeah, we talking we just- about this. <laughs> throw me the football. I'm going to go up there and get it. Jalen Rams, I don't care who it is throw me the to football and I'm gonna go up there and get it. And True. every time, I mean in the first half before Randall Cobb got hurt, Randall Cobb was eating them up. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb was like Randall Cobb did like he it was 2013 yeah. uh for for a lot of that. And then you have Devontae Adams, what he ended up with eight catches for <clears throat> for 104 yards. Mm-hmm. He didn't see the end zone, but he didn't need to because every time it was third, third down and they needed a first down, he went and got it. me on the spot. Um, we talked about this uh earlier this season too, how AJ Dillon seems to be a way better investment of a draft pick Man. than Jordan Love gonna end up being for them. Man. Uh you get AJ you
1: get uh Aaron Jones banged up and look, AJ Dillon gonna fill right in. Yeah. Um, and and that kinda go both ways. I always think about what they could have did with the money that they gave to Aaron Jones in the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they would have known Dillon would have played like this. Yeah. But yeah. You you need a quality backup any any yeah. way. Like the NFL has shown you that. You got to have a second, uh, a second running back nowadays. So
0: it definitely didn't shock me the outcome of it. I know a lot of people look at that game and say, Well, Matthew Stafford played bad. Matthew Stafford didn't play bad. He didn't play as well as you wanted him to. Three touchdowns, one pick. Uh 21 of 38, that's pretty low, you know, for him, especially when you're looking at percentage wise. But um, I mean, that that ended up being a good game. Uh, it did seem like he was able to find Van Jefferson a lot early on in that game, mm-hmm. which once again, when you brought in Odell Beckham, the expectation was to him to take on the Van Jefferson role, but then Robert Woods gets hurt. So right. now Odell Beckham has to step into the ro- Robert Woods role, and Van Jefferson gets to step stay where he was uh, to begin with. Um, it seemed like he was trying to find Odell Beckham uh, intentionally uh, sometimes in that game, and that kind of hurt him in some spots. Um, I'm not ready to to jump off the ship with the Rams yet, though I still think that they very much so could be at the Super Bowl uh, at the end of this. But they, they're another team who's looking like, man, we got to write this ship now because time's running
1: out for us and it's running out quickly. I'll say this. When folks ask me what's the most, like, craziest thing in football or what's the the thing that just don't make sense to you in football, something that's just odd, right? I always say, I can't just say one. I got to give you an offensive and a defensive. Offensive, it will always be, we always talk about this, and I tell you every week I'm calling you or texting you saying, why don't Seattle force the ball to DK?" Why don't they find a way to give him more touches? I don't care if it's on the screen, a jet sweep. I don't care what you do at this point. You got to put the ball in DK hands more than what you're doing. And on the defensive end, why don't the Rams allow Jalen Ramsey to travel 24-7? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. The man played against Devontae Adams last year, took him completely out the game. You come into this game and you allow Devontae Adams to do whatever he wants. It don't make sense to me. I don't get it.
0: See, and, and I mean, part of that, I feel like it has to be a want to from Jalen Ramsey, too. You don't think he wants to? I think if hey, Jalen Ramsey co- goes to who they defensive coordinator is now, Wade Phillips it, or somebody yeah. like that, if uh-huh. he goes to Wade Phillips and hey, I'm following Devontae all game, that's what's going to happen. Like, I don't think that that's a, I don't think he's going up there and demanding that. But I also think. Darius Williams is a good corner. He's he not Jalen Ramsey, yeah, but he's he a is. good corner to where I feel like they feel comfortable for mm-hmm. certain. You know, being able to let him be on a Devontae Adams for portions of the game,
1: yeah. uh, and maybe give Jalen Ramsey a break.
0: You know, yeah. I like I think that they're comfortable
1: with that. Last oh. year, last year when they played against Green Bay, they played against Arizona. They saw Arizona twice because they they're in the same division. Mm-hmm. He did phenomenal against yep. Adams and yep. uh, Hopkins. Yep. Followed them. If they lined up in the slot, he didn't care. He went and got them. He took DK and, uh, out last he, year, too. I'm sorry? He took
0: DK out the game last year, too.
1: Completely. Yeah, uh, He did, but I'm not talking about DK. I'm talking about what he did last year against his his uh, division opponents and the Cardinals with, uh, with Hopkins, one of the best receivers. And then yeah, Adams. Because, and he did it to DK too last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, both both yeah. times. I think DK yeah. went catchless. DK went catchless. I think the other two, uh, um, Hopkins and Adams, at least caught a ball or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DK yeah. went catchless against him. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you if you come in saying we're going to give w- w- Williams got Adams, we giving help because we trust Ramsey to shut down Lazar or whoever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very common approach. We've seen that time and time again. Greatest corner in football, Deion Sanders even took that approach. Uh not guarding Jerry Rice, guarding the John Taylor, whoever else it was, because they're gonna double the other team's best. But when you get punched in the mouth time after time after time, you have to make that coaching adjustment. The only two things that changed for me, that changed for me in this three-game losing streak with the Rams. Is one Jalen Ramsey is not following the the, the best receiver 24 7. And two, Matthew Stafford is starting to turn the ball over. And that's I think what,
0: that's the biggest part. I, I don't I don't two. think Jalen Ramsey not traveling is as big as Matthew Stafford turning the football over uh as much as he has uh recently. Um like I say, this past game, he didn't play bad, but he had bad performances in those in those other two weeks, and I think that, that's been a difference.
1: And far as Odell go,
0: you're supposed to force the ball to Odell. No, you're you're suppo- yeah, yeah,
1: man, you got Because well, look, football, if, oh, if that's Robert Woods on your football team, if you want to force the football to somebody, you force it to Cooper Cup. But um, if that's Robert Woods there, if that's Robert Woods there and he's staring down Robert Woods, we're not going to say nothing. Robert Woods, see 150.
0: Not. Once again, Robert Woods 100. the best football player on your team, I mean, the best yeah. wide receiver on your team, the best offensive weapon that you have, if you're forcing the football to anybody, is Cooper Cup. It's yeah. not Robert Woods, it's not Odell Beckham, it's
1: not. Why are you talking about Jefferson. Robert Woods? Why are you talking no about no. Robert Woods like he a scrub? This dude is certified. Robert, Robert.
0: Woods. <laughs> I have nothing against Robert Woods. Robert Woods came out of USC. You know how I feel about my USC players. I like Robert Woods. Robert Woods is, a, to me, Robert Woods is not a number one on anybody's team. I, like he's not what you want in a number one receiver, if and a number say, two, this, he's definitely Robert, that. Didn't Robert Woods lead them in catches last year? He had more catches and yards. Him and Cooper Cup. He both. may have, but once again, who's on the opposite side of the field to him? Cooper Cup. That's what gets the attention. So it's the same thing if you plug Odell. Yeah, they're not forcing the football though, because once again, what were they doing in the first half with Van Jefferson? Van Jefferson was the one eating up, was eating up. Uh, who they? Uh, Green Bay's defense. Van mm-hmm. Jefferson was the forgotten man. Van Jefferson was the easy target. Mm-hmm. Don't get away from your easy targets. Once again, I feel like he went into the second half and said, shit, I haven't targeted Odell Beckham. I gotta Just like um, Russell Wilson did the same thing Monday night when he realized, well, shit, I haven't even targeted D.K. Metcalf. I have to try to force the football to D.K. Metcalf. It's different with Seattle because their offense is – Horrible right now, so why aren't you giving it to the best player on your like this? This is one of those situations where Nigga, that's all I got. So, which it isn't, but if Tyler Lockett is being taken out the game, then DK Metcalf is where you need to be forcing the football. That wasn't the situation for the Rams, yeah. Like yeah. they they you have Cooper Cup, you, yeah. you have on the back, you have Ben Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Some of these players are getting open. To True. where you don't have to try to just force the football into Odell Beckham to True. get him comfortable or to get him like that's not the time for that. I don't. And,
1: and what I'm saying and what I'm saying is, given the situation, given the play, the circumstances, if a quarterback can only go through two progressions, right? Yeah. One is dead, and I know I got Odell Beckham on a go route. Yeah. If 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 whoever is not open or not even looking back at me when I'm ready to throw. And I know my clock is going off and I got to get rid of this ball. He forced the ball to Odell on the sideline on the stop and go. The corner didn't bite on it. That's a 50-50 ball right there. And and, and keep in mind, Robert Woods, who Odell is filling in for, is a guy that gets 130 to 150 targets a year. Mm -hmm. So... I have no problem with a A, a a, true
0: possession receiver too, is what Robert Woods is. So if you're telling me that once, and I guess my bigger, I guess my bigger thing about Odell, because it was it was a lot of this in Cleveland too, where the the forcing of the football is always on deep routes. Instead of, let's try to get you, you know, let, let's mm-hmm. get you something in the intermediate passing game. It's always deep routes. I, mm-hmm. I guess I would feel more comfortable if the force passes were coming there instead of deep, deep balls.
1: Yeah, and um, see, and that's, I
0: think that plays a part
1: in it too. And see, that's just the NFL these days though. Because when receivers get forced balls, they're normally deep. And the reason why is because they have speed. They're proven to be able to stretch yeah, the field. Yeah, and that's
0: the thing oh, to me. Yeah. I, I have to judge Odell off of what I've seen of Odell recently, yeah. and his time in Cleveland. There's nothing about that that makes me feel like you should still be treating him as a Devontae Adams or uh, any wide receiver that's that we or a Cooper Cup or yeah. you know, a you know, Jeff, the, Jefferson at this point. You didn't know, like, you know, the video his
1: daddy put out. I
0: don't care about the video his daddy. The doing. man was open downfield. Where was where ball. was this video of Odell catching shit? If the ball not coming to me, are so you telling me every you telling me every Sunday Odell stepped man, out on that field with Baker that, Mayfield and Baker Mayfield that man, threw zero targets his way. That and, man, after that, that did, man, he, gave
1: did every Sunday,
0: his every s- wide that's 50, open. That's fifty out of four years of what well, three three years of him playing with so Baker Mayfield running the ball seventy five times a game. anyway. coming down with these passes. Somehow Donovan People Jones out here. I ain't gonna lie, they do got a connection. But Odell can't. Baker
1: Baker does have a connection with Donovan People Jones. He he really does for real. Odell, once again, I I am not about to sit here and be like Odell
0: just didn't see targets throughout his three years. Like that wasn't the case. There was some of that where Odell. I mean, of course, Baker Mayfield, like a lot of quarterbacks, missed missed opportunities. But he also threw the football towards Odell a lot during during that time.
1: He he really did. And
0: I never looked like no time in him being a Brown did he look like a top ten receiver.
1: True. And I will say this too. You Cleveland, when Odell was in Cleveland, that was a run first offense, run second offense. Um that just didn't fit his style to me. The Rams is more of a of a Odell Beckham-friendly offense. He's going to get his targets come hell of high water because that's just how the offense operates. But keep in mind, too, something else that we didn't mention. In the course of that game, Odell Beckham was hurt, and he was hurt bad to where it affected the way that he was running. So that alone can play a part in the performance he put out as well. So I'm not ready to jump ship neither, uh, but I'm going to stand on the record to say I still think Odell Beckham is a very tan- talented talented receiver and when healthy, I think he can be just as good as Cooper Cup if not better.
0: and I don't and, and I once you. again it's just it's it's based off of what I've seen recently oh and I'm not talking about just this season. this is two three seasons of seeing Odell and whether he's banged up or whatever we want to blame all of this on. It's been so bad to where I can't give him the benefit of the doubt okay. at this moment. He's okay. gonna have to show me that he can still be the Odell Beckham he was when he was a giant. Gotcha. Um, so let's look forward to Week 13. Um, the Cowboys traveling to New Orleans. Um, the Cowboys seven and four. Uh, they got off to a pretty a pretty good start on the season. Um, and then as the season went on, even more started clicking for them. Uh, we know how everybody feels about Trayvon Diggs at this point, uh, the league leader in in interceptions. Uh, Zeke, man, feel, uh, um, I like him. Like <laughs> once again, it's I hate when people say Dallas has a really good defense because they don't. <laughs> they have they have a defense that's really good. At being opportunistic and when it works out for him, it really works out for him. And when it don't, it don't. Um, so Trayvon Diggs is a true ball hawk. Like he's going to get the football. True. When he can true. take it away, he's going to take it away. But true. the rest of that defense is a real bend don't break defense, you know? Yeah. Um and the run game got the run game has really picked, picked up, up. Uh, yeah, through both weeks, running backs. But, and the crazy thing is, it's because of Tony Pollard, not because mm-hmm. of Zeke. Um, I don't know what to make of Zeke, honestly. Um, at, uh, even after last season, he looks better than he did last season, but he's nice still not what he was when you know Just when he first, first ended the year. So, yeah. and, and with Tony Pollard emerging, I don't know how much. Uh, how many opportunities going forward. We're going to see for Zeke to be what he was. I think this is really about to be a 50-50, you know, backfield going forward. Um, But anyway, the Cowboys play the Saints. The Cowboys are five-point favorites. They opened up bigger than that. I think it opened up at seven and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the COVID stuff hit with the coaches. And I know uh, one of their starting tackles, I think, is going to be out Mm -hmm. due to that. I saw that Lamar Cooper will play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's good for them to have him back. Yep. Um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, what, what What is
1: it that? Well, how do you think that this is going to play out? We just talked about Trevor Simeon how that was his first true bad game. Mm-hmm. Although that was his first true bad game, I don't think that he is the quarterback that we needed in the in the course of this Jameis Winston injury. Yes. Not saying that Taysom Hill is better. But to me, my personal opinion, it's about play calling just as much as it is with the guys you have on the field. Yeah. Taysom Hill's style of play, to me, suits our offense better than what you would get from a more traditional quarterback in Trevor Simeon. Dude, Maybe too. if Trevor Simeon was, I don't know, a great pass of the football, Matt Ryan-ish, right? Not like Chris. yeah all time but just a great throw of the football then I would say okay yeah definitely the more traditional guy but Trevor Simeon to me is still not proven and that's the thing that I hated from his first start is that we just jumped in as if he was this proven commodity and he just was so much better than Taysom Hill to me it's just playing styles that's it they just have different playing styles Taysom Hill has, to me, a more play-call-friendly play style, and I think we're the offense is going to benefit from that, and the defense is going to benefit from that as well because a drop pass could have been a Taysom Hill power run or a, a QB option, which means we're going forward, positive, milking the clock, things of that nature, versus drop balls and taking unnecessary sacks and things of that nature. Uh, so I really do think the offense is going to look better. And that's without Deontay Harris, in my opinion, our best receiver. And I say that from preseason. I think he's going to be the best receiver we have, point blank period, since Michael uh, Michael Thomas is hurt. I do like what I'm starting to see in Traquan uh, Smith. I think he's going to have a pretty good game for us this, this uh, Thursday, tomorrow. But I like the New Orleans Saints not only to cover but to win this game. Uh, I have this game being about 27-21, 27-24. Uh, but I do like the Saints to to win this game. And a big reason is Taysom Hill. He's not gonna probably throw for 350 or none of that. But just staying ahead of the chains, keeping the defense guessing is gonna be enough for me.
0: Um, so first I want to start where you started with the Trevor Simeon Taysom Hill. Um, <clears throat> I guess so. When Jameis Winston injury first happened, of course, you look at it as, okay, well, what I looked at it as, the same way I looked at it when Drew was there, give me the quarterback that's most similar to what we, what we was rolling with in the first place. Um, So even when it was Teddy Bridgewater over Taysom Hill, or when I was saying last year, no, let's play Jameis over Taysom Hill. Same thing here with Trevor Simeon. No, he hasn't uh been shit at this point. He's not even as proven as Teddy or Jameis was at, in those moments. True. But that's a quarterback that we know um is a traditional passer of the football and he's okay. He's average. He's he's one of the quarterbacks that's as good as what's around him. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's buried Trevor Simeon to this part is there's there isn't anything around him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially True. especially I agree. what our receiving room made up of in initially, but then of course when you start taking away Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Adam Troutman, both tackles, mm-hmm. the lesser it gets, the more horrible he's gonna look as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Which is why I agree with you with Taysom Hill's style of play now is going to benefit us more because he has way less to work. We have so little to work with that his ability to be mobile is going to, like you say, keep the chains moving for longer. It's going to benefit our defense. Um, the thing that really bothered me last year about the stretchy games that Taysom Hill ended up starting for us is how the more every game he played, the less Alvin Kamara became involved. Mm-hmm. Mostly through the passing game, which I hate. Like Alvin Kamara is your best wide receiver at this point. You mm-hmm. have to get – and it was the same last year. Um, Camara Kamara is your best receiver. He has to be involved in your pass game. Alvin Camara didn't exist in the pass game with Taysom Hill as quarterback last year. And I don't know if that's something that has been solved, hopefully so, because if not, I still don't think Taysom Hill is going to be able to win a football game if Alvin Camara is not a factor in uh, the passing game. And, that, and once again, until I can see that that's been corrected – I'm going into this game tomorrow saying, yeah, like you said, Taysom is gonna move the change for us more because of what he can do on the ground and the threat that that the defense now has to they have to respect him as a mobile quarterback. But no Deontay Harris. So now we even, you know, we, we back to even a smaller uh wide receiver room. We still Traquan Smith. I, I went into the season, you said Deontay Harris gonna be our best receiver. I said it gotta be Traquan Smith. He went out there and missed all those games in the beginning, had a slow start uh when he finally got back. Now, right. like you say, he's actually showing that he's, you know, he he's getting better by the weeks. Callaway has been a big disappointment this Ooh. season. Um Man, Adam Trotman, another big Ab- disappointment. Adam Trotman is somebody else though who started coming along and now he's injured. Now yes. he's gone. Um, so little Jordan Humphrey now is gonna be who you're looking at and saying, look, this is this is who we got to depend on. Nick Vanette is back. This mm-hmm. is who we got to depend on. Um, I think Taysom Hill, man, I'm with you. Where I think we're going to win this football game. Um, one is because Dallas hasn't practiced all week because them trying to make sure that they facilities and stuff like that is is rid of COVID and stuff like that so it doesn't spread either fur, any further. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Quinn is going to be coaching from the sideline instead of in the, uh, up, you know, in the booth, like he normally does to, which gives him a better view of what's going on in the field. Him having to be on the sideline, I think is an advantage as well. Um, once again, I agree with you. Taysom Hill is going to move the chains. He's not going to, he's going to prevent our defense from having to be on the field so much. Our mm-hmm. defense is still a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, CD lamb, Amari Cooper. I understand they're great wide receivers. You got Marshawn Lattimore is going to cover one. I think we'll do a good job with, you know, making sure we got two people on the other one. Um, And I'm not – I say that we've spent the last two weeks giving up more rushing yards than we should have. I'm still going back into this one saying we're going to be straight in the running game when it comes to run defense. Um, Kamara Ingram, Ingram looks like for sure he's going to be back. Kamal looks like he's going to be back. Ramchick looks like he's going to be back. Looks Mm -hmm. like we might not have Armstead this week, though. Um, I think Sean Payton will be able to be more creative with Taysom Hill as his quarterback, which is something else that really benefits us, um, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, in this game. Um, So I'm with you. I I think we win this football game. I think it's a close one. Um, What did you say? Mm 27-20? I think I think it might be
1: 27-24, something like that. Yeah, I, I,
0: I think that's what it comes down to. I think it's a field goal game probably, 2017,
1: uh, and 2014, something like that. And you said that, you know, you kind of have an issue with us not using Elvin Kamara as much, especially in the receiving game because he is our best receiver at this point.
0: It's only I, I think you can heal as quarterbacking, though. Like, that's that problem, think, like well, –
1: even when the season first started with Jameis Winston, we saw Alvin Kamara get double team coming out the out the backfield. Well, once again, I'm
0: pointing to last year. Like, that stretch of games that we had last year with Taysom Hill at our, our quarterback, it kind of seemed like Alvin Kamara disappeared from the offense in general. But especially yeah. in the past game, because leading up to when Taysom Hill took over, Kamara was one of the league leaders in receptions. Among yeah. receivers, You know, and it, I just it,
1: think that was more credited to Drew Brees and Sean Payton. But even when the jump of the season, when we had Jameis Winston, he still didn't get back on track to where he was uh, last year with his receptions. And I think uh, the the big reason is because Michael Thomas is not there, so people are are able to key in on him even more. I remember J- James well, Winston even, got it, sacked it, by Carolina. On first down, and it was like second and second and 20. The very next play, Carolina double team, Elvin Kamara coming out the backfield. I'll never forget that. They didn't double no tight end, no receiver. They had a running back in the backfield lined up behind the quarterback and they doubled the running back coming out of the backfield.
0: Well, yeah. And like you say, a lot of that has to do with Michael Thomas not being there. But it also has a lot to do with us not having a reliable receiver at all outside of Michael Thomas. Last year, we had Emmanuel Sanders. We had a Jerry Mm. Cook that we had to pay attention to um and now even when we get you know a little something back something else gets taken away from us yeah, i think yeah. once again Taysom Hill being a more a more a more mobile quarterback is definitely going to open up some things i just think that you have to make sure that Alvin Kamara is able to be involved within that um yeah. you got to hope that Taysom Hill has e- evolved a little bit as a quarterback too because once again I've about he's always been to this point of quarterback to if my first read ain't there, I'm running the football. That's all I got.
1: Mm -hmm. He got to be more than that. (laughs) Like he has to be more than that. Him being able to run the things that give me comfort about Taysom Hill over Trevor Simeon. He's more mobile. He knows the playbook better. I believe the players believe in him more and he has way more zip on his balls. Trevor Simeon, no knock on his arm strength, but it's a huge difference when he throw a ball and takes him, he throws a football. Well, for one, it's more accurate. It's so more accurate. I'll go with that. And, and that's my thing. So I agree
0: with you with the first part, which is mobile. The mm-hmm. other four things you listed off, I, I mean, I agree with the fifteen that he definitely has more zip on his ball, but Trevor Simeon is a more accurate passer, yeah. which I prefer, the more yeah. accurate passer. So, yeah. like I say, the only difference between Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, to me, what well, the only thing that Taysom Hill gives us a benefit that Trevor Simeon doesn't is him being mobile. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. But once again, with as little as we have right now, that's, that's what we need. That's what we got to roll with.
1: <clears throat>
0: so, I mean, we both see the game playing out pretty similar. We think that the Saints can definitely steal this one. Um, and hopefully that can get us back on track. Uh, we get this one and then we go play the Jets, which the Jets are a very beautiful team, but we know how weather conditions can kind of, you know, mess with us too. Um, but getting this one would really would really be a huge one. Um Let's see. The next game we're gonna talk about is Chargers Bengals. The Bengals are minus three. I'm definitely gonna take the Bengals in this game. I like the Chargers. I really like the Chargers. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but these past these past few games have have been have been kind of rough for the Chargers, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not just about Justin Herbert, but he has yep. had some bad performances within mm-hmm. that. It's also because of how aggressive the head coach is, and we mm-hmm. talked about it earlier in the season. <laughs> when it works, everybody gonna praise it. When it stops working, mm-hmm. you know, everybody gonna look at that and say that's the reason why you're losing. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm good with them doing it. If you feel comfortable doing it, do it. Like, yeah. but don't you know if that's your if that's what you're going to to be known for, go for it. So I have no problem with that. But that has been. Uh, a cause of why they've slid um, recently. Cincinnati's offense has hit more than it hasn't. Joe mm-hmm. him, looks like he's running better every week. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jamar Chase showing up. You got T. Higgins showing up some weeks. The tight end showing up some weeks. They, they have Tyler Boyd. Uh, you don't even pay too much mind to, but he's still around there getting five to six targets a game. Their offense is legit and the defense is much better. I wanna say somebody posted a stat uh Sunday uh showing uh how Trey Hendrickson has the same amount of sacks at this point uh mm-hmm. this season as he had last year. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't I I I'm not gonna say I didn't see it coming, but I, I wasn't willing for the Saints to bet their money on it happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy for him and that, that he's able to continue that and that's been a big boost for their defense yeah. um, like I say it really seems like between Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson and a couple other players they really were able to turn this team around in two off seasons and now they're looking at being the best almost in the AFC North mm-hmm. um <clears throat> The Chargers have a good defense. Um, offensively, the fact that they 22nd in rush yards a game is crazy to me. Um, Their turnover differential is zero, so mm-hmm. they're not really taking the football away, but they're also not giving it away too much either. It's mm-hmm. even. Um, they average 24 points a game. Cincinnati's right there at twenty eight this may as well like this may come down as being a shootout we may see a 35 28 football game here and I mm-hmm. just think that Cincinnati is going to be able to to come out on a winning
1: end of that yeah and I'm right there with you I think the biggest difference between this Chargers team and the team we saw last year was that you know at times when Melvin Eagle was was healthy they had two guys that can get after the quarterback. Uh, Joey Bosa was playing pretty good uh, in the beginning of this year. Yeah. And then to me, his play has kind of kind of kind of came down Cincinnati. Uh, I was real big on since defense defense, not real big, but I just thought they would be so much better than what they were last year. with the addition of trade uh, and to me, they're right there, I guess, where most people had them being kind of back and forth. Bimba, don't break yeah. riding that middle edge. Um and I think that's gonna be enough against against the Chargers. I do think we're going to see a better performance from the Chargers and, and Herbert in general. But I just think that the Bengals have more um weapons on offense at this point and they can rely on their defense a little bit more than what the Chargers can uh, can. I think it's gonna be a tight game. But I'll take the I'll take the Bengals to win and uh to cover.
0: Cover.
1: Yeah. And
0: Mike Williams seems to have cooled down for the Chargers too. Like he came out real hot. Yeah. Well, you have to worry about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams if you're mm-hmm. playing like that. That was a lot for teams. But like I say, that seems to be something that's cooled down uh, so far. All right, so the next game we're looking at is the New York Giants against the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins is a four-and-a-half point favorite.
1: Mm. Four-and-a-half. Who's at home?
0: Dolphins. And it doesn't look like Daniel Jones is going to be quarterback and it looks like it's going to be Mike Glennon on Sunday.
1: Uh, Normally, when a team is playing uh, with a backup quarterback, it's kind of like defenses don't know what to expect. No game plan, truly, because they don't have much tape. Um, There's a lot of tape out on Mike Glennon. And uh, I was just about to say, Daniel Jones has just started to play a little bit better these uh, last couple weeks. weeks. Um, I know his receivers been in and out, but, he, he, you know, he as a whole has been able to play a little bit better. I'm going to have the role with Miami, man. Just coming off a big win. Um, you said they're home. Yeah. Um, you know, that's another game. And I know they kind of started off real bad this year and more than likely New England going to run away with that division. But. They got to be able to take care of the Giants with Mike Glenn in that quarterback by three and a half. I mean, long as two are not turning the ball over, I mean, everything should be good. Probably be a game where the Giants give them the ball away twice. So I'm gonna definitely take the Dolphins in this one, okay. And what
0: I see right here is that Daniel Jones really wants to play, so he's trying to put himself in position to play. Mm-hmm. But if the Giants are smart, They're going to hold him out. He has a neck injury. So if the Giants are smart, they're going to definitely um, sit him out for this one. Um, So there's two quarterbacks that I feel like over over the past few weeks have really shown growth. Um,
1: Over the last two weeks?
0: Over the past few weeks. uh, Probably three or four weeks. um, One of them is Tua. And The past few weeks has been the best football that Tua has played uh, in his career thus far. Once again, it's a short career. It's been a year and a half. (laughs) But for what was expected of him coming out of college, um, he's finally seeming to look like a quarterback that Miami could actually go forward with, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to say after one season we were sitting here like, oh no, they're not going to be able to go forward with a guy but he's seeming to be a quarterback that they can actually go forward with. Um, they're really they're really coming together. Jalen Waddle is another person that Miami fans were upset about earlier this season. Man, why do we spend this high pick on him if he's not gonna do anything for us? And yeah. these past few few weeks, he ever since that
1: London game, he's yeah, been he's really been, uh yeah, he, he's really he caught a ball hit. this past week and then separated so quick and I was like, Wow, that was my first time seeing his speed like yeah. Really like show on TV. I mean, he separated so quick after he caught the ball. And yeah.
0: and you know, once again, we looked at that offense and saw the things that they added over the offseason. and said, Man, this can be a real explosive offense. And it hasn't been, but it's starting to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. is one of the most reliable tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and now if Waddle could come along, I know I good. know there's been injuries. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller is suspended right now, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. is he hurt?
1: He suspended.
0: Yeah, so being without those players, the Giants. I really like what they have offensively too,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they're another team that can't stay healthy. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. Seems like um, uh, Sterling Shepard has been in and out, um, and now you're looking at it and saying, "Well, damn, Daniel Jones might not even be quarterbacking uh, on mm-hmm. Sunday." Their defense has played a lot better than they had at the beginning of the season too. Um, I'm going to also roll with Miami and take them to cover. It's more – Um, I think I'd take them to win regardless, but I think I'm taking them to cover mainly because of Mike Glennon being their quarterback most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, Tua has really shown uh, improvement over these past few weeks. The other quarterback who has shown growth, just to throw him in there because I did want to talk about him, who has shown growth over this season in a different way is Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones's growth is more – I guess it's more based on Phil Belichick or um, uh, Josh McDaniel's confidence in him, letting him, okay, he's a rookie, so we're going to make sure that we keep him doing the minimum to now is, oh, no, we can rely on this guy to make the throws and and, and to actually um, get us where we need to be, especially once they enter the red zone. Um, yeah. We knew what Mac Jones was coming in. Not a big arm, but he's real accurate. He's going to be able to command the defense, I mean, the an offense. And he's doing that. He, he's yeah. doing it. Uh, he's doing exactly what we thought he could do. Um, but I did want to touch on that because once again, we looking up and just like you said, it look like New England is going. Well, they can win the AFC uh, East. I still think Buffalo will probably come out
1: on top, but New England's gonna be right there behind them. Yeah. And um, and uh, something else, I w- I would like to add about Miami. They're starting to use Miles Gaskins just a little bit more than what they have in the past. He's not eating them up on the ground, but they're giving him the ball about fifteen times a game okay. now. Plus, he's starting to catch a couple passes. And I know he wasn't healthy uh, to start the year off, but, you know, they finally got a a running back who they trust enough to give the ball to 15, 20 times a game and also throw five balls his way.
0: And that's always been my thing with Miami, even after the offseason and we looked at all these moves. My thing has always been, but you need a better running back. Um, But like you say, Gaskins has been more involved. He's like you say, he's not a running back that you going to say, oh, they gave it to him 20 times and he got 100 yards. But if right. you're getting it to him 12, 13 times and they're giving it to him an additional five through the air, mm-hmm. he's really, you know, he's yeah. been really solid for them in, in that aspect. Yep. Um, so the next game we got, we went the same on all three of the first games. So the next game we got the Vikings-Lions. The Lions are
1: plus seven. Vikings-Lions got to take the Vikings. No disrespect to the Lions. But anytime I see the line and it's not like 10 or more, I yeah. automatically just, without even thinking, take the other team and then start thinking about who I'm really going to take. And I did the same with this game. Yeah. Cousins is no secret now. He's been playing good football. Uh, I know coming into this year, it was a lot of talk about they want him to force the ball downfield and this and that. And that's basically, to me, when a coach say that, it's kind of like the coaches in the hot seat a little bit, which just was yeah. the situation. Got to produce, you're paying a quarterback $30 million or so. Uh, two good receivers on the outside, good running back is no reason for him not to produce. But Kirk Cousins, to me, is having a very good year. He is. He, he's starting to remind me about Ryan Tannehill when he first kind of got to Tennessee. Yeah. We gonna work off of our calls Derek Kent, uh, Derek Henry. He's doing the same with Delvin Cook. The only difference is now he got better wideouts. I know they got Julio you know, and AJ now, but they both haven't been able to get healthy. Yeah, but his receivers are healthy. And Adam Thielen, which is a good receiving. Then you got yeah. Jonathan Jefferson on the on the opposite side. So, uh, Kirk Cousins, he he's not putting the ball in harm's way. He's really not turning the ball over. Very accurate with the ball. At this point, I'm not jumping the gun, but to me, there's really not a throw out there that Kirk Cousins can't, can't throw. Longest Minnesota keep the game in front of them, I feel comfortable with Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. I'm talking football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. game is in front of him, right? I'm not asking him to climb out of a 10-14 mm-hmm. point deficit. We're playing football. I trust Kirk Cousins with the weapons he got around him. Um, seven points to me is a little low knowing how well Kirk Cousins have been playing. And this is a quarterback lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. The Lions have been playing a little bit better lately, but they're the Lions. They can give you a close game when they lose by three and then turn around and lose by 20. It's the Lions. So I'm willing to bank on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings who had a pretty decent defense as well to take care of business and beat this uh, Lions, this this winless Lions team by seven or more.
0: So the one thing I uh, I want to start with is the Kirk Cousins conversation because I've always felt that way about Kirk Cousins. If you're not asking him to dig you out of a hole or go out there and actually win games with his arm, he he's a good quarter. He's Alex Smith. I've always said that he's Alex Smith. Um. But this is the first year where you can really look at him while he's been in Minnesota and say, he's not the reason y'all losing football games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. at 23 touchdowns and 3 in the right seven now. He's yeah, taking yeah. care of the football, which is something we've always looked at and said, well, he has to take care of the football. And now he's mm-hmm. doing it. Um. So this is the second time that Detroit and Minnesota, uh, this is going to be their second game this year. Mm-hmm. So Detroit played the Ravens, the Vikings. The Steelers, the Browns, and the Bears. None of those games did they lose by more than three points. The games that they've lost big have been Green Bay, one of the best teams in the league, uh, the Bengals, one of the best offenses in the league, Mm -hmm. the Rams, one of the best offenses in the league, and the Eagles, which... uh, When they run the football for 200 yards, they look like one of the best offenses in the league. Um... These one percent, what these less than touchdown games, these three point games, Steelers, Browns, Bears, Baltimore, Vikings, outside of Baltimore, none of these offenses are really explosive. Um, I see Minnesota in that same in that same you know category with them, mm-hmm. especially when they don't have Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to be relying on Madison, who is a serviceable backup, but he's mm-hmm. not Dalvin Cook. I can definitely see Detroit keeping this game close as they've done these past three weeks and Mm -hmm. lose by a field goal at the end of the football game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, their defense has been able to play much better um, in this second half of the season, and I think I'm going to bank on that continuing to be the case. So
1: I'll take Detroit to lose by less than a touchdown. Gotcha. I am about to say it's going to rain today, boy. We uh, we go five (laughs) for five right here. It was going to rain today. Uh the last one we got, which is a surprising line to me, honestly.
0: Uh I didn't even look at it or pay no mind to it until now. Oh, it's a little higher now than what you got it as. But San Francisco, Seattle. Okay. Uh I know when you sent it to me the the line was one and a half. Uh I got it at three and a half. I got San Francisco what? minus three and a half. Against, against Seattle. Two? Seattle. San Francisco,
1: You sent mine? it
0: to me at one and a half. San Francisco minus three and a half, yeah. San Francisco minus yep. three and a half. Yeah, which I still
1: think is close. Like, I still think that's low to me. It's just that that game can go any way. Uh, three and a half is a little bit more to think about at this point.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it just like this, just from what I'm looking at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seattle is 25th in defense against the run.
1: Mm-hmm. We know and San Francisco won't run the ball down the draw.
0: second against the pass. Mm-hmm. You know what San Francisco coming in there to do. San Francisco yes. sixth in the league in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Debo Samuel this week, but Elijah Mitchell carried about 30 times last week, I want to say. And carried it well. That That's what they're coming to do. And with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback and, yeah, no Debo Samuel, but you still got a youke, You still got Kittle, who's been mm-hmm. playing better since he's come back off an of injury. Mm-hmm. I, I think San Francisco is going to be able to probably run away with this
1: football game. I don't think they're going to be able to run away with it. I definitely think they're going to win, right? I definitely think they're going to win. Yeah. But I think Seattle can keep this game close by stacking the box forcing him to to defeat Kittle a lot. Um, And the wild card is, what Russell Wilson do you get? Do you get the Russell Wilson of old, or do you get the Russell Wilson the way he's been playing since returning back from injury? Very conservative, everything's short, no scrambling, no DK bombs, none of that good stuff. I would have to roll with San Francisco. I would have to. But Russell Wilson is good enough uh, to make me, if uh, if they wind up winning the game, it wouldn't just surprise me because of who he is at the quarterback position and the weapons he have on the outside. It's yeah. crazy. When they give DK opportunities deep, he cash them in. Yeah. But then they will go several weeks with nothing, and it's about time for a long DK play. I think DK last big play was against us. I don't remember him doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him doing anything. And and that was
0: the only play he had that game. That game, yeah, he caught
1: one of the ball. Still finished with under 100 yards, uh, under 80 yards. I think he finished with 78. But uh, I'm going to have to stick with with, what I know. San Francisco coming to run the football. Um, Seattle sucks at, at defense. They've been playing better. But when you're playing against a team as talented as San Francisco, even without Debo, who's their money guy, I have to believe in in their team as a unit to cover this game by three points.
0: And we throw that phrase out, Bimba don't break defense a lot. And once again, I just gave you what Seattle is giving up in rushing yards a game and what they're giving up in yards in general. Mm-hmm. And still, they're sixth in the league when it comes to points allowed. I was just about so to that's, say that. Yeah, you know, that's, they that's don't I, Yeah, because you bend, don't break defense. Once they get, well, you can get into the red zone, but you're gonna kick this field goal. It, a, it's really, and if that defense can play like that against San Francisco, then yeah, I can definitely see them coming in under the three points. You know, and their defense
1: even kept that going when Geno Smith was starting at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They still took the same philosophy, so uh, they have a true bend, but don't break. Yeah. Type of
0: defense. Yeah. yeah. And I could definitely like I said, I could definitely see that paying off for them. But I just I have no confidence in the offense with Russell Wilson coming off the injury, which he still doesn't look 100 percent healthy. He rushed back from that. Um, and that's and that's what it is. But with Chris Carson still not being there with that offensive line still being still being as atrocious as it's been, I can see how. San Francisco can't go in there and and get a couple touchdowns and that be, even if they get held to field goals for a majority of the game, it's hard for me to believe that they won't be able to cash in on a touchdown or two
1: and Seattle not being able to at all. And I'll take it a little further. We know about the way Russell Wilson shared his opinions about how he felt the offense was very predictable at times and they wanted to open things up coming into this year. Which he's absolutely right about. And they haven't done it. They no, definitely need to. Absolutely right about it. There's no creativity to that offense. Zero. That's with that mobile of a quarterback, with that great of a quarterback who's yeah. just not mobile but who can also sling that thing. Two good receivers. And it's nothing. It's so bland and it's so dry. It, it kills me that DK is not I just, I just don't get, I'm not even a big DK guy. I don't even like him, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it just kills me that he doesn't get opportunities. We see Kyle Shanahan... That dude line Debo up at running back. Oh, you're going to take yep. this hand off. You're going to get this get these, jet sweep. Yeah, you're going to get these touches, yeah. Even the Ravens, jumbo as their offense is with all this Lamar Jackson stuff, they still make it a a, a huge commitment to get Hollywood Brown the ball. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see that in Seattle. It's like there's yep. no panic button. There's no, no nothing. We're going to let Russ run around, loop-de-loop-loop. Hopefully he can run back and forth three times and find somebody um. to be open. That's what it is. That's their best offense is when the play breaks down and he's playmaker and, like, Madden. And, and tells once again, and that was before his
0: injury because it doesn't yeah. even seem like at this moment he has that in him to be able <laughs> to – or he just don't feel like it. Like, we yeah. know what was said before this season started, and he was saying, look, man, if I, I'm okay with y'all letting me go at this point. Like, yeah. let me give y'all a list because I'm yeah. okay with y'all letting me go. And it seems like that's, that combined to there hasn't been any change. Yeah. Like that's that's it seems like he's in the spot right now to where he's like, look, I'm I'm meling it in. Like, let's right. get to this offseason so y'all can get me out of here because it's not Bro, gonna work. And I that's just I- like uh what I told you uh Monday, uh with uh during uh after the game. We're gonna see if DK gets some get some more targets with his next quarterback, because right. <laughs> <it next> <laughs> uh Man, so man, we got a good we got a good week ahead of us, man. And once again, we're further into the season. Uh, these games matter. We didn't even touch on Patriots, Bills, um, mm-hmm. Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos. Like they're gonna be hopefully games. Yeah. These games are gonna be good, but they're definitely big games. Like there's mm-hmm. some mistakes. in uh, mm-hmm. all of these. Um, I did want to just shout out my USC Trojans for Making the best <laughs> play long time
1: coming, huh,
0: see? Riley and getting the best coach we've had since Pete Carroll left in the middle of the night because he knew sanctions were coming to go to Seattle. Um, that man, man, I was- actually get to be excited about USC football again for the first time in probably three years at You've least. You've been asking for it for a while, bro. Man, we <laughs> needed somebody, and I, I didn't see us getting anybody that was going to change the game like that, but he definitely does that. Um, And Brian Kelly going to to LSU. I know a lot of LSU fans don't really care for it, Um, but I look at it as, look at what Brian Kelly was able to do in Notre Dame,
1: Mm -hmm. where it's
0: academics first. Like he's getting players who have to be academically up there Mm -hmm. in order to play football. Imagine what he's going to do with the talent he's going to be able to get uh, just out of the state of Louisiana and not have those academic requirements in order to play for him. I think that it's a good hire because I don't think you could have gotten much better than a Brian Kelly. Kelly, And I think he's going to be able to keep them in the conversation of the playoffs, even in the SEC, because of the talent that, like, LSU – LSU recruits itself. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who the coach is. Mm-hmm. LSU recruits itself. So if you were able to get to a tight to win a title with Les Miles and win a title with Ed or Jerron,
1: mm-hmm. there's no
0: reason for me to believe that you can't be a title contender with, uh, with Brian Kelly.
1: I can agree with that.
0: So I definitely wanted
1: to touch on those two things. Um, but
0: yeah, next,
1: but, uh, next show we'll try to throw something out there, man. Uh, like you said, we're getting. We, we're here we're at that later part of the year uh, i think we got what, about five more weeks of football or so something like that mm-hmm, yep. uh, we, it's about time that we start making picks for rookie of the year and defensive offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie yeah of the year so far. yeah so absolutely. we'll start looking into some of these awards that they hand out at the end of the year we'll start giving out picks no it's kind of early things may change but let's just go ahead and start getting those out yeah 100
0: percent and um this weekend, like we don't talk too much college football, but this week after this weekend, the college football playoffs are going to be set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and you know, see who's going to be contending there. But this, like, I'm this is probably the first Saturday this year that I've actually been looking forward to college football. Um, okay. with Michigan taking on, I think they got Michigan State in their championship. No, they got they don't have Michigan State, they play somebody else. But more importantly, Georgia is playing uh, Alabama mm-hmm. this weekend. You got Oregon, Utah, you got Baylor, Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan got Iowa. That's what it is Iowa. Uh, and Pittsburgh will work for So those those you know, championship games are definitely gonna be interesting. Um, so yeah, like college football. Like I say, Lincoln Riley in town now. So now <laughs> I'm back I'm back on board with college <laughs> football for sure. But uh, this weekend is definitely gonna be a good weekend for that. Um, but, yeah, man, that's it, man. Another week of football. Hopefully our Saints can turn it around starting tomorrow. <laughs> um, like I said, this is going to be a huge one if we can get it and then turn around and go to the Jets. But uh, then we got Tampa Bay, Miami, Carolina uh, finish out the season in Atlanta. Yeah. But this is – this is like I said, even with how congested the NFC is and the fact that the last – what, the seven – seed right now is five and six um what is the six seed the six seed is six not and five too, not too so, much yeah exactly yeah so we still right there we still yep. got an opportunity to get in the playoffs this would be a huge win for us to get uh especially being that after that we get 10 days before we play our next football game yep. um but yeah man that's that's it for today oh one more thing we have a lot more listeners as of late as well. And we definitely appreciate that. Um sure. that means that these people are actually subscribed to the show and looking forward to it popping up on their feed. Um, so we definitely appreciate that. We look forward to all feedback all the time, um, uh, any topics y'all want to throw out there or anything else. Like we definitely appreciate y'all listening. Boys not in my league. No. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Take key. Cause a boy hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about up Every time I do it, do it the.